InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. On average, Americans have to rely on their retirement savings for over two decades. But there are ways to stretch those dollars and even find extra income. Here with the story, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. The best retirement planning is not done once and then forgotten, but revisited. A new report can help us do that. It brings us the latest government and private sector information that we all should know for retirement planning. Ariel O'Shea is investing and retirement specialist at the well-known website nerdwallet.com. She joins us now to share the data and some strategies. Ariel, before we talk about specific tips or even calculate how much money we'll need, we do need to understand how long we might live. What is the latest estimate of that? Based on some information that retirees told Gallup, the average age that they retire is actually 61, which is earlier than you might expect. And then once you hit your early 60s, your life expectancy, according to the CDC, is about 23 years. So this report that we put out, this article that my colleague wrote, is based on a retirement time horizon of 23 years. But, you know, that's going to vary based on your family health history, how long your parents live, things like that, your own sort of lifestyle. And so you really want to take those things into account when you're planning for retirement. And do we know what age on average people plan to work? Until This Gallup poll said that people worked until 61, but what they said is that they actually planned to work longer. So I think that's important to point out. A lot of people think they're never going to retire or that they're going to retire later than other people. And oftentimes that doesn't actually turn out to be true because, you know, health pulls them out of work. Things like they didn't expect forces them to retire earlier than they had planned. And as you're hinting, much of your report is based on Gallup polling data, but also the government's Bureau of Labor Statistics. Now, as to budgeting, what does the government say about how much retired people spend? The BLS says that households headed by someone who is over 65 spend about $46,000 annually, which is less than the average of all U.S. households. That's an average number, though, so it may be more or less than you plan or will need to spend in retirement. So it's really important. I mean, retirement is very personal, and it's really important to look at your own spending, your own lifestyle, and come up with a number that's going to meet your needs. And especially those really big ticket items. What are the top three most expensive budget items for people 65 and older? I think there are a lot of what you might expect, right? They spend most of their money on housing, followed by health care and food. And the expense there that you really don't have a lot of control over is health care. You don't know what sort of health issues are going to hit you. You don't know how much that is going to cost. So that's something that you probably need to over plan for just to make sure that you're covered. And if a person wants to find out, as we all should, how much he or she might need for retirement, how can this be calculated? This is really important. These are all averages. They're all estimates. You need to get a more accurate goal for yourself. And so one way to do that is a retirement calculator. NerdWallet actually has one. You can plug in some information that's very specific to you, how much you currently have saved, how old you are, how much you plan to spend in retirement, and how much you currently earn. And you can even play with your life expectancy to find out how much money you're going to need for retirement and also what you already have saved is going to provide you in retirement income. And what about the unknowns that concern many of us, especially inflation? Does the calculator take that into account? The calculator will take that into account. 
And so, you know, the most important way to hedge against inflation is to obviously be invested so that your money outpaces inflation. So that's really important. I think a lot of people think that when they hit retirement age, they need to pull their money out of stocks and put it into sort of safer havens because they're going to start drawing on that money. But really, you want to leave a lot of your money invested in stocks because you have to remember that that money needs to continue to grow and outpace inflation for those 23 years or however long that you live after retirement. We're discussing retirement planning with Ariel O'Shea, investing and retirement specialist at nerdwallet.com. Ariel, for those concerned that they might not have enough for retirement and might already be retired, you do offer four approaches, so let's take those one at a time. First, look at the equity in your home. Right. If you own your home and you have substantial equity in it, you can consider something called a reverse mortgage. Now, these can be a little bit complicated, so you probably want to talk to a counselor about them. And in fact, in a lot of cases, you do have to talk to a counselor But how a reverse mortgage works is it essentially turns that equity into a steady paycheck to you. So you'll get regular income based on the amount of equity you have in your home. And that can be a good way to tap that equity without actually moving. And your second idea is to shop for an immediate annuity. What is that? An immediate annuity is basically when you hand an insurance company a lump sum and they promise to pay that lump sum back to you in a sort of a guaranteed monthly stream of income. It's a way to ensure that the money that you have saved will last your entire life because the insurance company is going to guarantee you those monthly payments in exchange for the lump sum that you've paid them. Again, this is a complicated investment in some cases. It's really like an investment and insurance policy combination. And so I would recommend if you're thinking about that to talk with a like a fee only certified financial planner to get a plan in place. Are annuities safe? And what is a typical payment we'd have to make as the initial investment? You can really make anything as the initial investment, but the amount that you get paid back in terms of those monthly payments is going to depend on how much you gave and your age. They are safe, but like I said, they're pretty complex in some cases. There can be a lot of fees, things like that. So I think it's important to get some guidance while you shop around. And how do we discern which immediate annuity is better than another? What are some of the factors we should look at? Well, you want to look at fees, how much you're going to get in that monthly payment, things like that. And again, those are things that a certified financial planner can help walk you through. You want to talk to someone who's not actually selling the annuity. So that's important because you want them to not have that conflict of interest, which is why I mentioned talking to a fee-only certified financial planner, someone who's not pushing the annuity on you, but is going to you know, help you look for an annuity and then can also talk through your options. Like maybe that reverse mortgage is a better option. Maybe you have other ways of tapping some income. And typically, investment advisors say that withdrawing no more than 4% from a diversified portfolio is sustainable. But you say don't do that every single year? We don't necessarily say don't do that every single year. But what's important to keep in mind is that your portfolio value is going to fluctuate every year. And so the amount of that 4%, you may want to flex that a little bit based on how the market is doing. The 4% rule basically says that you can draw 4% out of your portfolio the first year of retirement, and then you sort of adjust that amount for inflation every year. But if you are able to spend less one year and you're worried that your savings isn't going to last as long as you do, then spend less by all means. And for people expecting to live exclusively off Social Security, according to your research, Social Security typically makes up how much of a retiree's income? 
Social Security and private and government retirement assets makes up about half. Those numbers are from the BLS. So that's going to depend a lot on your income pre-retirement. Social Security replaces more income for lower income households and less for higher income households. So you can get an estimate of what your Social Security benefits might be from Social Security. And it's a good idea to do that and factor that in when you're using um, a retirement calculator because you do, you know, want to count on Social Security to provide you with some income, but it's certainly not going to replace all or even, you know, close to all of your income for most households. All good advice. Ariel O'Shea, investing and retirement specialist at nerdwallet.com. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. A production of Syndication Networks.